0: You're listening to The Slow Ride Podcast.
1: bikes advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.
0: Enjoy the ride.
2: Hello and welcome to episode 84 of the Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. This is Tim Hayes in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this
0: is Matt, Minneapolis.
1: And I am Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts.
2: And you know, guys, you can tell. Maybe our listeners can tell, but this has been one heck of an exciting night um, with the the podcast Crumpus. Yeah. What a great disaster. Um, the last hour and a half have been spent uh, trying to get our
0: internet working. But, yeah. guys. Wait, c- wait it, can I tell you something? One thing.
2: Sure, you, yeah.
0: You think this is good? It's it's <laughs> 9.30 right now. Exactly 12 hours ago, I was eating breakfast, and my phone rang, and it, it was the dispatchers at Street Fleet, and they said, hey, who's working for Sean today? And I said, oh, that's me. I'm supposed to be working for Sean. <laughs> So I was effectively two hours late to work at that moment. And it was a couple inches of fresh snow outside. And I was up until that moment super happy about the fact that I did not have to go out of the house today. That I could look at this snow and laugh at all these people that were out in the snow. Uh And suddenly I had to go in and I had a whole bunch of shit to do. And it was all late. And I went in. And by the time I got downtown... I spent about four hours burning every single run I did. It was a beautiful day. And my butt got really wet.
2: Sounds like you got a good old case of the Mondays. (laughs) Better go eat some lasagna.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that's how my day started.
2: Hey, you know, my day was okay. Because this weekend, well, I I should say, I should start this over. Okay. uh, Hey, guys, uh, my weekend was really bad. You want to know why? Not really, Uh, but sure. You live in Florida? It's because oh, Carlos ding. Bettencourt got married, and we weren't invited uh, to the wedding. Oh, and that means he ate cake,
0: and that means uh, he'll never make it to her podium. I Damn. had such an
2: amazing best man speech written.
0: Mm. Who? Did, so where, where did he get angle? married? In Colombia. This is the, 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 fa- the, mo- the father of his child the mother of his child. All
2: I know is is that he had a couple posts up on the uh, the Hang Instagram. On. Hang on.
1: So, burning question that we need to know now that he's on movie star. Did Alejandro Valverde run up the aisle and get there before he did?
0: <laughs> Valverde, Valverde was like, when he heard he was going to marry, marry her, he was like, I want to marry her. Yeah, Sick. I want to marry her, too. No, no, I wanna marry, I'll, I'll, I'll totally
1: be your best you? man. No problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be there. Absolutely. I'm right wing, here. Man. I'm just your I just wanna best be man. There. I just oh, want to be there. I man. do. I do. I do.
2: Man, this is amazing stuff. And you know, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Ugh. So, Bettencourt got married. Frank Schleck has announced that he's not ready to retire because the Tour de France is still an objective. Mm-hmm. Tyler Farrar is proud to lead out Mark
0: Cavendish for next season. God, that is... How did they get him to say it? Because you know he's not.
2: You know, guys. That's, this- I
0: mean, I know, I know you have to lie in all... Everyone has to lie in their job and smile and pretend they like parts of it that they don't like all the time. Tyler cannot.
1: I feel like excited. he might genuinely be happy to have a lead out role anywhere in the but, world tour
0: but for them i don't th- but I think he would be happy to lead out any of the other seventeen sprinters on that right. team, well, but I don't think he wants <laughs> to lead out Cavendish. I don't feel like they've had uh a lot of love between them. It's like if Valverde... you think Cavendish even knows
2: that Ferrar exists. Yeah, he's like, who's that guy with
0: the top knot?
2: Who's the guy with the top hey, knot man, over there? He looks hey, cool Hey, man, and
1: come lead me oh. out.
2: <laughs> hey, maybe wait, he that... can be my sales rep for my new bike brand. That's <laughs> what he's that thinking. Guy? Oh, wait, you ride bikes too? Cool. Are you like Cat 3?
0: <laughs> are you on my team? <laughs> oh, you're on my team?
1: Huh. You know what, though? They no, they actually be worker. good
0: if they, if they, just, like, maybe they'll become, like, roommates and stuff, they are the two least cyclist-looking cyclists in the professional, like, in the World 2 Peloton, like, they are the two guys, if you saw a picture of them just in regular clothes, you'd be like, "Nah, those guys maybe ride bikes once a week. Yeah. They could share outfits. (laughs) Like, they they only have to pack one bag, because they can just trade. It could be a
2: really good, uh,
0: you know, reality
2: TV show. Those guys hanging out together. Roomies. Like, Cavendish always winning,
0: Ferraro always just kind of, oh, man, it could have been me. Yeah. It'll be nice. Plus, they got that whole American English thing going on, so they can kind of have... But wait,
1: a... plot twist. What if, what if Farrar is actually on fire this year and Cav, like, you know, keeps yeah. getting stomach viruses and stuff and has to lead out Farrar?
0: Crazy plot twist. What if Theo Bosch wins a race?
1: Whoa! Don't get Whoa. crazy. We <laughs>
0: still you know, need what's... some ratings. Uh, what if Matt Goss uh, <laughs> and whatever the heck his team... Hey, is that called.
2: was in the news. Just to show you how busy the news was, Matt Goss said... Hey, I'm not even racing the Australian National Championships. Saving myself.
0: Well, that's, he just had exciting. that interview where he said he basically he didn't think he was irrelevant yet, despite the fact that he <laughs> just like disappeared after winning Milan San Remo. <laughs> so
2: yeah, we just burned through yet. a ton
0: of road news, and we've got, <laughs> of
2: course, a big road news piece that we're going to get to in a second. But before mm. we get to cross, let's give a big shout out to our latest review on the old iTunes and Stitcher. Oh. This one comes from... Who? 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 Kev. And it says, safe and secure bootleg feeds. This week was funny and informative as always. And really wants to know, hey, why did they have a plaque for uh, Sven Nies' 50th World Cup win? Did they seriously bring that to every World Cup this year? Hmm. Yes, they did. Very, very Very interesting. And then we got to hear, shall we say, the frugal little guy recount his efforts to get out of a contract with a nasty English web TV service. Had me in tears. We won the revolution, didn't we? forgot about that. Give me liberty or give me bike racing. Another five-star review. (laughs) There you go. They gave me neither. Good stuff.
0: (laughs) Um, I actually was at uh, a little get-together. I'd say a party last night. Staying up way too late for how early I didn't know I had to wake up this morning. Already on <laughs> Sunday. Whoa, know, little guy, slow down there. I had I had a glass of red wine, but I did tell everybody there to go give us uh, iTunes like five star ratings. So I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to get us the five star ratings. I implored everyone to do that. I don't think anyone's Are, done it yet. Were but any of these people would...
1: people that have ever listened to the podcast no, before? None of them listen to the
0: podcast. Um but they a lot of them said they would give us four point five stars. That little, way it didn't look fake.
1: I'm a little worried that uh, that they might actually listen to one now and be like, oh Oh, two stars.
2: Well, oh, I told oh, them That's I generous. Said, One star. Wait, I, will, uh, let me give a half a star? What is this?
0: No, that I lead. asked them to give us 4.5 and then just make fun of me, is what I requested. Hmm. So, maybe- so,
2: guys, cyclocross is obviously where the big news is. And let's give a shout out to Helen Wyman's solo victory over Sanae Kant this weekend. I think that's probably the, the lead story, or it should be, in the cyclocross world. It's it was pretty, pretty exciting, team. yeah. And then we had the Tom Boonen and friends cross race.
0: Always um, funny to watch on, roadies yeah. try to ride in the sand.
2: Yeah, we had Greipel, we had Kittle, all types of goofiness going on there. That who who, uh, who won that race, Tim? Uh, someone with a two-letter last name was one of the on, uh, one of the, on the
1: superstars. One of the superstars of road, right? No. One of one of Boonen's friends. One of his super friends.
2: I don't, I don't know, its... I, I don't even have that up, because I'm afraid that if wow. I open up another tab on my computer, everything will go away.
1: It had to be somebody from Boonit's team, at least, right?
2: You would
0: hope. How,
1: how rigged do
0: you think that race is?
1: Like, really, really rigged, like the most rigged well, of all the races. Well, why,
0: so then why did that guy win?
1: I don't know. You guys That's don't even know his name. We, the whole we can't podium. remember his
0: name and he's on he's on the rival Belgian team. He's
1: on the rival so, Belgian team. The other so rival team got on the podium. Like and then a top sport guy was on the podium. <laughs> like, so none of this makes any sense. I think Boonin hit his head pretty hard, you guys. Like I'm a little worried. I'm you more concerned Boonen's for his twenty sixteen spring classics at, season at than I was
0: previously. Our future guest is Patrick LaFerre. No, oh, that's going
2: to be the greatest interview. Well, I mean, Derek Bouchard-Hall is going to be an amazing interview. And by the way, continue to send us questions that you want us to ask the president of USA Cycling, who we interview next week, the Slow yeah. Ride Podcast at gmail.com. Questions are coming in fast and furious, and we're going to read through them all. We're going to choose the best ones. You know, we're going to have to hey, take
1: out all the swear words and bad mouthing and yeah. kind of you know like soften hey, it up a little.
2: Did you get disqualified by going over the yellow line rule at a road race in 2009, and you want answers? Yeah, this is the guy to ask. We will were
1: ask. Were you these not questions. ready at
2: the start of a chariot race at the Minnesota Velodrome from the years 2006 to 2010 <laughs> every single year, and they still started it when you didn't have hand on the bars? Now's your time
0: to ask. Hey, I know that guy. <laughs> Yeah, he's pissed huh. off about I was, that.
1: I was holding you. I was the starter for one of those.
0: And yeah, and you were holding my bike, too, the time that the I, crit started I, when I wasn't on my bike. That was amazing. We yeah,
1: That was our first front row start of a crit, and you literally yeah. got off your bike and walked away, and I was holding your bike on the front row, looking that official dead in the eye, and he raised that whistle to his mouth and blew it. <laughs>
0: he does not give a shit. He didn't. He, he has a goal of making me start races late. I was taken two years ago. I was like taking off my warm up pants, and he started a cross race. My bike was on the ground. I had to like throw my stuff and pick my bike up yeah. again, front row start that turned into a quality last row start. <laughs> he probably registered early for that one. Oh,
2: so, God. guys. Zednik Stibar announces that he's coming back to cyclocross. The world is going nuts. I'm like tearing up with joy. I'm excited that's Stevie not is even coming back. And then he announces, "Eh, psych. Only for a few races. I'm not going." Yeah, the world. but he's
0: still coming back. It doesn't matter. Is he doing? No, this is a question. Is he doing the same races that Boom is coming back for? Because Boom's coming back for four yeah. or five races as well. well I'm excited about that. that. Boom is, is back, some baby. News, and that's going to be pretty cool to have those two back. Vanderpool's Racing. back. Do you think they they're coming back? Because they're they, both kind of like him and, and Han. Do you think yeah. they're doing it because they all want to race spend one more time?
1: No, I think I think I think they need to show the new crop that they are still the best. I, I think, think they need to beat Vanderpool
0: like and they need to beat kids. Wow. <laughs> I want to prove that I'm better than this new crop of little yeah. children. Well, yep. they've
2: seen the the growing fan are. club, little guy. They've seen the numbers that are of devout followers of the anyone but Vout fan club and it's just you i think
1: yeah no for sure
2: no tons tons there's no tons. rational reason to join the pod, like the fan club he hasn't done anything totally wrong yet but oh, we know it's coming
1: he did have that amazing false start issue last year yeah. that was amazing when they did you get, he false started and they dq'd him and then the whole rest of the pack re, got restarted and then he tried to jump in at the end
0: and just <laughs> tag on the back <laughs> like
1: they wouldn't notice
0: <laughs> I like that. That was a so, good move. So that's one. He was just wants to get the workout in. Yeah. He's like, I won't I won't influence the race. It's like getting lapped. You just want to jump on that front group, maybe test the legs a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So. so he won, beat Sven. He crushed it. Did you guys watch that race? Yes. Yeah. It was Did muddy. You, was that not the tightest looking cross course you'd ever seen in your life? You like, mean like tight versus like, like red? red? Uh, mm-hmm. you no, know, I mean tight like really narrow and a total cluster from the go like it felt it felt like like locally races used to always be really narrow and so it was just like constant pinch points it just felt like every corner was a pinch point in that course there was none of those wide sweepy zones to allow passing
1: i just felt like it was a european course that they actually put a lot of corners in you know what i mean instead of long straightaways yeah. and u turns and back and forth so it
0: just that first lap just looked like the race was Kind of over in the first lap, but if you weren't in the first three, four guys around like the first corner, it was over. Hmm. It was just weird. It felt it felt really pinchy to me watching it. But
1: well, That's you just... know my favorite course from uh, since our last podcast was actually the Boonin and Friends course. Uh, to take it back to that, did you guys notice in the photos the sand pit, the quote unquote sand pit for beach or whatever? There's totally mm-hmm. plywood on top of the sand, and then they threw a little sand on top of that plywood. So the roadies <laughs> didn't actually really have to ride sand. They, they had to <laughs> ride like a half inch of sand.
2: <laughs> it's well, it's, it's
1: Boonin, pretty Boonin's funny. A nice guy it. to his friends. Yeah, he's very friendly.
2: Yeah. What do you think you have to do to become a friend of Boonin?
1: Hmm. I don't know.
2: I mean, the closest, uh, well. I, I, I mean, mean He's liked one of my Instagram photos. It's
0: true. Oh, so you think you're getting an invite next year? I mean, you know, I'm probably closer than you. I stood that's about a foot are...
1: away from him at the start line of the World Championships.
2: He signed the team flag. Oh, it's pretty good. Man, for Swift Cycle, really... no longer at six oh seven West University <laughs> Avenue in Gainesville, Florida. <laughs> Is it? Closed? <laughs> it's not closed yet. There's still like three more weeks, so if you need like any like cool stuff, you just it's like eighty
0: percent off on everything. I need
1: I need some of those socks, Tim. I need I need to get another uh, pair of Swift socks. They're they're actually the best socks that I own, so I'm gonna have to pick up another. Let a me uh, of check
2: pairs. with the uh, with the uh, the management. Staff. See how
1: many you got left.
0: Oh. You <laughs> I'm gonna buy you out. To check that out. Go out to the warehouse. So
2: Sven got second place again. Vanderpool was kind of crashing all over the place, but there. Lars Vandahar apparently still raises cyclocross. Kevin Powell continues to live in the shadow of Sven Nies. That's gotta be frustrating with Sven Nies leaving and like Powell's just never getting his like shot at the top. He's won a race oh, he, year, he got though. his shot yeah, at the top he just didn't he's one it. of four dudes that has like won a race this year yeah mm. but i mean i'm not saying that he's not good right like i mean he's one of my favorite drive side dismount club yeah i mean but the, right side of the bike he like it kind of sucks you know he's just like he's like the atlanta braves of 1990s baseball like really good always in the pennant race i don't know and then they're never able to win because kent he's... herbeck's
0: there he has a lot of mechanicals. It's obviously on Monday all the time for him. <laughs> he had a couple, year, couple years ago, he won, like, everything. There was kind of yeah. a point where he, kind of he, was pretty Last year he had a bad season. He's having a pretty good season. He's
1: having, a, he's having a fine time.
2: And, little guy, you got a big cross race this weekend because the application is in hand to the UCI for Jingo Cross in Iowa City, Iowa, to host a World Cup race And the inside scoop is that they are going up against a race in Montreal to follow the weekend of um, Interbike. So Cross Vegas happens on Wednesday, and then there would be a Sunday World Cup in, in Montreal or in Iowa City. And let's not forget, the Canadians have failed once before. I know we have listeners in Toronto, but these are the same people, the same country that failed to put on the World Cup earlier this season when they canceled at the last minute.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, I think it is clear that Iowa City, Iowa, needs to welcome the world <laughs> at Cyclocross World Cup at the Johnson County Fairgrounds, home of Mount
0: Cruppett, and the Grinch. I think there'll be and a Grinch Gr- kids the Gr- race? The Grinch is I'm, there. What, yeah, that's what I wanted to say was I hope that they try to put him through the Grinch's lair. I know it's not UCI legal, and I do not understand how that stupid thing is in the race every single year. But, man, do I want to watch, like, Kevin and Wout have to go through the Grinch's lair. It's, oh, and it's you know like awesome five if... feet
1: of sand yes. that isn't hard to ride. And you go through a two foot wide doorway at a right angle, and then with like take another tight right angle and drop yeah. off a stair to get out of there. It's insane. With these
0: two bumps, and every every year I'm just like, this is the dumbest part of the course. But I'm so worried that I'm going to flat there and like yeah. flat like a really like a brand new tubular or something, and just be so mad at that stupid Grinch's layer. So do you think
2: that like, well, let's just imagine that Jingo Cross wins the World Cup, but it gets the same amount of fans. How awesome would it be? How amazing would it be? Is if the Grinch's lair, which is basically a horse stable, yeah, remains in the the course, and so when like Sporza is there covering it, there's no one in the stable except the really bad uh, music, just the boombox, just the boombox Play. boom Play. playing uh, "How yeah. the Grinch Stole Christmas" yeah, the poem you know what I mean, on repeat. Mister the Grinch,
1: they can't they. <laughs> It's gonna be in September, you guys. They can't. They're gonna have to drop the whole jingle theme. Yeah, it's
0: true. No, so they, I
2: wonder. Well, they can't.
0: No, they do you can't. think if they do this that they'll just do a World Cup and then they'll just still run Jingle Cross as like a C one C two in December? No, my no, because
2: there's no way they're gonna have to run this as a big two day event. Because remember, all of the spectators that go to that are racers themselves. So I they're gonna have to it? continue that Saturday race and then. Sunday being World Cup only—that's that, the only thing that I could see them I getting
0: don't, a crowd. I don't think they're going to do that because they've got to let they yeah. Can't Saturday's do for pre-ride because they got to do pre-ride for a World Cup. Like they can't have just a bunch of Freds out on the course messing it up. <laughs> so you <laughs> think that would? <laughs> I, think, so I, really I think I really want Jingle Cross to happen,
2: and I will be there next year if Jingle Cross gets the um, gets the bid, gets the nod. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, because yes. we know, we be know all too. the secret waffle restaurants in town, and we know the good hotel rooms and all we that stuff. We could put on so, one
2: heck of a phone party in Iowa City. Iowa.
1: We could do yeah. a heck of a phone party there. It's true.
2: So,
0: yeah. this is exciting. We know the breakfast joint. you got to show up at least four hours before you actually want to eat, too. Mm-hmm. Not because it's busy, but because the guy at the counter is very, very slow.
2: This uh, guy's... <laughs> Jingo Cross being a UCI World Cup race. Um, I hope it happens. It's great. It could it
0: could be a wonderful thing. But
2: this weekend, the I real be thing exists. Yeah, yeah. Are you sad ready? To do
0: it. Uh sure. I'm ready. I feel a little sick, but whatever. I'll be fine. I'll be I'll be raring to go by Friday.
2: Are you gonna hit that pro only section and just crush it?
0: I'm gonna crush everything I see. Food. Courses. <laughs> if I ever get my burrito, I'll crush it. Yeah, I'm excited. So it,
2: it's the last race of the year. The only depressing thing for me is that they got rid of that website, and we've talked about it before. The old website would have been what the UCI wanted. If we look at how they um, show their bike races on Pirate um, feeds from Kazakhstan or Uzbekistan,
0: yeah, that old um, website was exactly. That mm-hmm.
2: couldn't be doing it. So,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. The, the cursor that was Santa's sleigh is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, that was good. Hey, yes. uh, go ahead, Spencer.
1: Oh, nothing, it's fine. Don't worry about it.
2: Hey, I got an email uh, question for us, real quick. Hey, guys, I love the podcast. Long time listener, first time writer. I have a quick question for you. I'm a really cool, amazing guy that is turning 35 years old next year and decided it's time to buy a titanium bike. Oh. Should I get a matching titanium c post and stem or should I opt out for something different? I'm confused. Oh, I'm from Florida if that helps.
0: Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Um, did you check the I... name on that email? Tom? No, it's it's Tom Bodin. Interesting. So if I were, if I were you, I would get the matching uh c post and stem cuz you don't want to really? you want people yeah, you got to go matching, because if you don't go matching, then people think that you're like, you probably bought the bike used, that you're not actually a dentist. They won't believe you. <laughs> so you think I should get the
2: matching seat post and stem?
0: Yeah, because if you, if you don't, people are like, well, that guy, I mean, he looks like he's, like, upper middle class, but he's probably faking it.
1: Huh. I got All a little right. bit See, of a dilemma, then. On this. I think seat well, post you could do titanium to match, but stem...
0: Oh since, come on! Since
1: what? Let me. Since titanium handlebars don't exist, what are you supposed to do? You got to match the bars to the stem. No,
0: so you you're just gonna get, have to go get some quality aluminum bars because carbon bars are stupid. Wait, wait, you wait! Are you stem? suggesting that
1: somebody's not gonna believe he's a dentist because, <laughs> because there's not matching stem and bars or stem and post, and then tell them to get aluminum bars?
0: That's not. Yeah, you gotta get aluminum bars. He's traditionalist. He'll get a traditional bend bar, and then he gets the Thai stem, and he can just say that he, he's into the tradition of it. He's not into these fads with their goofy bends. You're
2: traditionalist just am talking about, buy I'm a talking steel about bike. you. It's
0: not. Ooh, I'm not getting a titanium bike. You're Tom not? wrote the email. Uh, are you getting couple? I mean, is Tom getting couplers on this bike? No, Tom is not getting. Cou- I mean, I don't know.
2: I'm assuming. Didn't cool. say anything about couplers. Uh,
0: sloping top tube,
2: Tom. <laughs> Or you yes, go? so There's it on. is a Moots 55, I'm going through the email, I edited a lot of this out, but 55 centimeter Moots, <laughs> the problem right now that Tom's running into is that he was just selected by Brooks to uh, test test ride this new carbon railed uh, um, cambium saddle from Brooks,
0: Okay, uh-huh. but it's
2: not round, so it's not going to, like, the, the rails aren't round, so they're not going to match up with that awesome Moots cinch seat post.
0: Oh, you got to get one of those weird...
2: Mono post things. I don't know. I was thinking about it. I mean, Tom was. So, so
1: yeah. You should just go. So you need to go classy carbon. You need to class it up. Go high end. You know, something like the uh, the envy. Go envy all the way, or three T, or just yeah, one of the higher end, like classy, uh, understated looking things. Don't yeah. don't get some
0: FSA. Don't get some or anything like some that. token white carbon. Yeah, I, don't I gotta do that. say. Uh, Tom, you got to go tubulars on this bad boy, all the time. Really on a road bike? Yeah, I'm think I'm saying if you're gonna go tie, you might as well also go go tubulars all the time.
1: Hmm. Get the nice get the extra one under the saddle there.
0: Yep, go classy, and you'll How do you you enjoy attach the ride it under the saddle. What do
2: you, you, uh, you just They roll have up enough, so, you
1: this old, old fangled technology called a, a, a toe strap. You used mm-hmm. to hold your foot to the pedal. Just use one of those. All right.
2: Well, yeah. Tom appreciates your help, guys. Uh, thanks for that. Hey, um, we also got an email clarification. You remember a couple episodes ago, I mentioned a racer from Minnesota named Owen Thole. Who, um,
0: I, you know, I kind of remember that winner. name. I remember and, uh,
2: something about that. And uh. he, was, he sent an email directed oh. to me. And because you, little guy, suggested that he was, in fact, not the person that won the Northfield crit back in like 2006 as a Cat 5 and then never upgraded.
0: And I, I did a little did. bit of my
2: own investigation into his team leaders. And they even said, well, he did not win the Northfield crit. Okay, so he's you're like, wrong. He's what like, he think? did win several races as a Cat 5 and never upgraded. And the email from Owen says, I must admit, I'm flattered that you think at some point in my middling cycling racing hobby, hobby, I was able unfairly to beat up on lesser competition. (laughs) I really don't think that ever happened. I I did upgrade as soon as I thought I was able to. Then I got crap from a true road guy for moving up based on Opus races. In his opinion, those weren't real races. Well, Owen, they are real races. You were strong enough to to not be a Cat 5.
1: What is a real race and what isn't? Because for those who don't know, the Opus series was training uh, crits, like weeknight training crit, yeah,
2: and it was they the were most pretty. Race of the year.
1: It was the most important race of yeah, the year. Those indeed. are
2: totally road races. You should be able to upgrade on Opus results. And anyone that thinks otherwise, or uses that as an excuse for lack of upgrades, come on, Owen. But at okay. the end, he says, "Let's grab that beer after you come ride a bike with my fat bike crew." Just hoping that this could set the record straight. I'm working on my master's sponsors for Cross and don't want them to think that they are getting behind a guy with the reputation of a sandbagger. (laughs) Owen, I totally appreciate the email. Let's go have that beer. And, um, you know, you're not a sandbagger in Cross, and I'll give you a little bit of a pass for sandbagging on the road, but at least you addressed it. And then he says, thanks for the great work, guys. No one ever gets the pronunciation of my name right, but you nailed it, rookie.
1: Well, at least you got something right out of all of that. Yeah.
0: So. Um I'm liking this guy. I like Owen. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's certainly not a standbagger in cross. He's a really good cross racer. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. he is. <laughs> I've seen the results. He's pretty um, pretty sweet. So what's um I don't know what's Oh, Opus. That's a real bike race. Tuesday night races are the only races.
2: That seems to be nationwide. Seems like Tuesday night races are the races you go to. What do you think, Spencer? A Real race or not?
1: Oh, yeah. I think it's a real race. And I think, uh, you know, obviously the weekend's dying. And uh, it's unfortunate uh, that it's kind of commonplace, I think, for roadies to cop that kind of bad attitude about stuff. You know, like, oh, well, yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. Somebody's going to be like, oh, well, poo-poo, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, and that's um, it's just a shame.
2: That is kind of crappy. I do feel a little bad for... Uh for Owen there because someone to just you know disregard the quality results that they've gotten at a race that is stacked with people is totally yeah. the wrong thing to do to a new newbie. This isn't like you're telling a newbie, "Hey, it's 50 degrees out, you should still at least be wearing knee warmers." Um, you know, this isn't like, "Hey, mm-hmm. when you're in a group ride and you're tired, just flick your elbow and that means someone else is going to pull through." Like to just say like, "Oh, you shouldn't have upgraded because those races don't count. Like, yeah, get off your old
0: high horse, old yeah. man. That's such a crazy <laughs> yeah. thing to say. It's like I—you shouldn't have upgraded because you won the races that everybody showed up to and you know? wants
1: to win. Yeah, yeah. Like
0: every like those were like the only races where you could consistently say everyone was there. Yeah, but what do you guys think about this? This is a real conundrum. <laughs> How are you going to call people weekend warriors? When there's no weekend races anymore.
1: <sighs> I am Jake Wells. Listen to Slow Ride Podcast.
2: Speaking of weekend warriors, hey guys, I was looking the other day uh, on a, a gravel cycling website and looking at the calendar. There's a okay, heck, heck of a lot of gravel grinders out there, guys. And I looked at the results of one of them up in Chisholm, Minnesota, or somewhere up in Minnesota. It had like 175 people
0: in it. Yeah, it's better than any USAC race ever does around these parts. That's
2: amazing. I think well, we're that's... really
0: like hurting our demographic here. We might want to just become gravel radio. I, I did, did real do quick a, to a road race, a road race this year? Like I a did USAC a crit. road race? I did a crit. You did a crit. I did a crit. I didn't do a road race though. I did a gravel road race, but I didn't do a USAC one. Spencer, did you do a USAC road race?
1: No, I did zero road races of any kind. Crit.
0: There goes criteria. all our credibility. So yeah, mm-hmm. we, we obviously, we're obviously, that's totally our, our, our our zone right there.
2: It's real easy for us to call out other people as not being good that are way better than us that also a actually show up to bike races.
0: We've sh- I've showed up to enough Oh, USAC yeah. I've shown up to plenty to of I bike probably races. Probably never need to do it ever again. Uh, it's a miserable experience. Yeah. And this is the sort of wonderful things we'll tell the president of USA Cycling next week. Road uh, racing is miserable.
1: <laughs> fix it. <laughs> gravel grinding is awesome
0: yeah why it's... <laughs> it's considerably <laughs> better so
2: guys two big news things that we have to get over the first is disc brakes are coming to uci road racing in 2016 for some reason still listed under testing but they're going to be in the full spring calendar Looks like both Campy and Shimano will have their act together. Neutral Sport is going to be um, there because they're they're putting in a industry standard for rotor length or diameter, sorry. If and there's then also... one
1: thing that I can guarantee, it's that Campy won't have their stuff together
0: by the time <laughs> this is supposed to they go. They promise they will. I think they're probably nervous. They have to get it together. There is no
2: way. There is no you... way. Seems like they got it figured out, though, with standardization of, uh, you know, rotors and uh,
0: through axles. So it can't be that hard to figure out for them. The only problem (laughs) for them is that they're one, they're campy. So they're always trying to make the lightest version of it. Right. So Uh Shimano comes out with something Campy's always like, we have to make that prettier, have more carbon, more titanium, cost seven times as much and Mm -hmm. be lighter. Mm
1: -hmm. So that's
0: that's what they have to figure out, not how it works.
1: Well, it's just more complicated. That's the well, other they thing have, I forgot. they
0: forgot. Def- but it's rebuildable. As I, I can say, <laughs> I I have seen many people uh, that I've talked to in the last couple of weeks who have crashed and crossed. I've, I've seen a lot of uh, SRAM and uh, Shimano shifters that bit the dust this year. That shit's not rebuildable. People may complain the campy's expensive and all this crap, but... It's not as expensive to buy like a twenty dollar part as opposed to buy a hundred and fifty dollar lever when you fall down um trying to make that sweet That's pass true. right before the pits
1: how many uh, how many times have you had to rebuild your levers there, okay
0: i've had i've had so I've had two levers break one I had for like five years and I broke apart on it. And I tried to rebuild it and I failed epically. And now the parts are scattered all around my little shop desk. And I'm a little afraid I don't have them all anymore. Okay. But I uh two years ago I broke the little uh upshift lever, the little like upshift paddle uh-huh. on one of my campy levers. And that was fine. I rebuilt that. It was difficult. <laughs> it was it was really difficult. Did you um
1: so but I imagine I got that, like that requires bucks, Going to like the library, like and not like the li- like going to the downtown library, like into the sub level basement to find some like Italian script scroll no. that you need to have translated by some.
0: Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this, but there's this website. It's called YouTube. It's y o u t u b e dot com. YouTube. Um, okay. They've got videos on there. Campy tech videos. But you can watch them. They, they are frustrating because. They'll show you how to do something, and they'll do it really quickly. And they mm-hmm. always have at least one strange proprietary campy tool that you will either not be able to afford or uh-huh. no one will have. Uh-huh. You, you can live probably anywhere in this country. Maybe New York and L.A. are the only two markets big enough for all the campy tools to exist in. But otherwise, <laughs> you can go. I've gone into to Grand Performance. They have a campy logo on their door that's like we are a campy dealer i've gone in there for like campy weird specific tooly part things and they look at me like i'm a crazy person i went in there to get chain ring
2: to to be fair looking at this video on skype right now with your amazing
0: sweater this is Uh, a good sweater it's no, solid, it's, you, you it's did solid. a grand performance with me a few years ago when I was losing campy chainring bolts all the time. And I learned that my campy ultra torque yeah. cranks needed you know very what? specific chainring bolts. I'll a tell you, I, specific, I, I, I do
1: love grand performance. It's a great shop. Um, always one of the best in, in the cities. But I did go in there once to get some Vittoria Mastic uh, to glue some tires. And they didn't have it. And they sold me Conti glue. And they said it was the same. They're like, oh,
0: don't worry, it's the same. They... They maybe it's they actually the are terrible shop because one they couldn't give me the uh, weird chamber bolts I needed, and two uh-huh. I called them once and they told me two Bosti hadn't been made for like twenty years, and I was like, no, no, it has. I had dude, a two- that
2: shop is top notch. It's got. It is top notch. They, clear- yeah, like they clearly
1: they clearly just like to mess with us about what glues work. Where you and- guys walk in and they're <laughs> like, dude, we're
0: gonna well, totally. No, that's true. I can say at at state championships uh, previous weekend the the GP guys were running the pit and are doing the neutral support and they were nice enough to have gorilla tape for me to put over the vents in my shoes. That's so, awesome. There you hey, go. They um, actually hey guys, that's We just 10, got an
2: email um we just got an email from Tom in just Florida. Now. Whoa, uh-huh. Tom, what's up? And uh he wants to know uh should he get um Hey guys, uh, it's me again. Hey, should I get Campy instead of Shimano for my titanium bike?
0: Yes. How is that I'm even, that's a Stupid question. This Tom, i agree. Kind of a dumb guy. I don't know Tom why. Tom seems to kind of like,
1: like a dumbass. Yeah. Um, obvious questions. If you're gonna spend the money on a titanium bike, you you better back it up with some Campy. There's no, no DIT on this. There's definitely no SRAM on this.
2: <sighs> no. Can it like does Campy? Tom wants it, like does Campy make electronic? That they do. It?
0: But I they sure I do. Think, I think you should really go mechanical because you're not, you're showing with the tie bike that you're a man that doesn't believe in trends that you believe in, in in truth and noble, noble truth. (laughs) And so you don't believe in this electronic bull. Uh You know that, Uh that cables are the way. So he's a super good man. man. Mercs use cables. Um, other yeah. people used cables.
1: A lot, pre- lot of guys. A lot of Just guys. Uh,
0: Finn Yon, I've looked at his bikes, cables. Sean, Sean Kelly, Levin. I'm pretty sure he
1: used cables, Sean too. Sean Kelly,
0: cables. He also used toe clips, so get some toe clips, too. Uh-huh. Um, Sean Kelly was, like, the only guy who never believed in <laughs> clipless pedals. So, but, yeah, you should get camping.
1: And yeah, he won Milan Sidney Remo, so.
2: With you toe know. clips...
0: And everybody else had clipless pedals.
2: So we kind of got off the – I mean, thanks, Tom, for the email. Uh, I hope you like those answers. Hey, um, so we did get a – we got a little off track about Campy being ready for disc breaks in the UCI. Is this going to change anything uh, for the Spring Classics? You know, is disc breaks – are disc breaks going to be the first to cross the line at Tour of Flanders uh, or at Paris-Roubaix? No. We
1: actually – going to be like – No.
2: You guys, absolutely not.
1: Well, I was going to say we took a a poll on Twitter uh, of our followers to see uh, if disc brakes in the road uh, market were the future or were the end of days, and uh, it's split pretty close right now. Fifty-five say it's the future, forty-five percent saying it's the end times. Uh, So I would say, uh, based on that uh, data, disc brakes will win Flanders
2: and lose Roubaix. Purely scientific. Agree. I
0: I think this is going to be like when when arrow helmets first came around, and you'd have somebody without an arrow helmet beat a guy with an arrow helmet, and and it would just <laughs> be like fuel to the fire. People would be like, "See, proves it doesn't matter." And then the next day, an arrow helmet would win. People would say, "See,
1: does matter." I don't. So,
0: think, I don't think any of it oh, actually matters, guys. Uh, this just in. Tom emailed
2: again. He wants to know: Ugh. Should he get a disc road bike on his titanium, oh. or
1: should he
0: just get rim brakes? No, get rim brakes. Come on, you should definitely to in get Tom. Okay, cables.
1: I'm with you on the cables, uh, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go disc brakes on his road bike. Uh, ah,
2: yeah.
1: Only because uh, I was recently informed earlier in this podcast that the biggest growing segment in in racing is gravel racing, and Tom's gonna want you a uh, dynamic
0: bicycle. Gravel. You can ride on gravel with normal brakes. You know that, right? That's not possible. You're lying. Do you know that brakes? Do you know that brakes make you slower? That's what they do. You don't want those.
1: Yeah. No. I I did know that. That part I knew.
0: But you just you don't need to grab them. It's like for cross, you don't. Your brakes don't work. You pull them all the way to the bars, and nothing happens. That's fine.
1: Tom Tom's gonna need disc brakes, and he's gonna need his bike to take at least you know thirty eight forty millimeter tires, um, so that you can really grind gravel. Properly. That
0: makes sense, but you don't you don't need discs.
2: Uh, I just really hate the person that came up with the term gravel grinder. Yeah. It yeah. grinds my gears. Alright, little guy, it snowed four inches there in Minnesota um yep. yesterday. You it's saw it when you were not working, but you should have been working. Any uh winter riding tips for all of our listeners out there?
0: Um those clip-on fenders that clip onto your seat post and yep. then protrude out, those are a lie. They don't do anything. Your butt will still get wet. They're completely useless. Full fenders is the only way. And I want to start a class action lawsuit against uh, <laughs> clip-on <laughs> fender makers. I think I can get some people involved here. They don't work. Do they, you guys ever use these stupid things? I use them every day. It doesn't work. I've used them, and they've always fine. been kind of fine. They always
2: protect me from the stripe on the back.
0: Yeah, like, oh, What, what was getting wet, little guy? Like, your inner thighs? I, I mean, you every know. every <laughs> of the that. back of my body was wet. <sighs> was it raining guy, or snowing?
1: I think I know the issue. I think what little fish? guy's just been spoiled by his wooden fenders.
0: You know, the wooden fenders not as good as the metal fenders I used to have. It's pretty good, but it doesn't What happened like to your so full fenders, fast. little guy? I have the wooden fenders. I broke the front one this summer. I was riding on a Crosby farm on the trails. And I totally like kicked my front fender when I came around a corner and it exploded into a thousand pieces.
2: What about, um, so, so what about taking the, uh, seat post fender, but then adding the old, uh, beer box to it, make it a little bit wider.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good look if you're in college, but other than that, it's not that good. Okay. Okay. You know, uh, so, uh, any other, so, to- uh,
2: winter riding tips for people? I mean, mine was always, uh, you know, use the narrow tires. You know, you don't need to float above the snow. You want to cut down into it.
0: I thought yours was the Vaseline all over yourself.
2: That was good, too. <laughs> the, the Vaseline on the exposed skin when it got really cold. That was a, uh, was an old, old, old trick I learned in health class.
1: That might be that uh, a Minnesota-only kind of trick.
0: That was like your gym teacher was like, all right, boys, we're going outside. Vaseline up? <laughs> More or less. Like when you went out for broomball class? Yeah. Do you think... Now, here's a question. We're all... Born and bred in Minnesota. Do you think any other part of the country plays broomball? I mean, maybe Wisconsin and maybe South Dakota, but like in gym class. I'm sure other people play it occasionally, but in gym class, I was always it's a fun, fun day.
1: activity. Uh,
0: it was really fun. It was great. It always it always made me think that wouldn't this be cool if you had the shoes, the broom ball shoes? Go, well, because you'd go out there, you'd have your gym shoes, right? And your gym shoes, obviously your non-marking soles aren't going to be that good to run around on ice it always seemed a little weird or your feet would freeze or you'd have your boots on and those still didn't work very well but i just can't imagine other parts of the country playing broomball
1: i I mean do do other parts of the country even know what broomball
2: is what about a combination of broomball and fat bikes like a fat bike broomball polo like, on ice,
0: Ooh. but with fat bikes. I'm fat sure Ball. that's already happening. Like, fat bike fat bike polo? Nope. I'm sure nope. It's happens.
1: happening now. We're setting up the league. Teams yep. are going to be drawn. Uh, give us your team names on Twitter. Uh, Fatball is on for this winter. We're going to have a Boston league. We're going to have a Minneapolis uh, league. Probably a couple teams there. And uh, we're going to try and get a Florida team going. We're going to see if we can get some ice, team, ice time. Uh, it's not going to be cheap, so uh, <laughs> be talk expensive. to all your dentist friends. And we're gonna, we're see- just going to go
2: out on the um, the tennis courts after it rains, so it's a little slick.
1: <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, you guys good. are going to
2: be in trouble when you get on
0: yeah. the real ice.
1: Well, you know what you could do is you could take your fat bikes and set up a rink uh, on the beach because I've heard they're just as good on the sand as they are. Uh,
2: so, on the snow. so, with Fat Bike Nationals coming up, right? And uh-huh. uh, Derek Bouchard Hall on the episode next week, we we're, of course, going to talk about fat bikes. I think we got to make the play for USA Cycling to take leadership and ownership of this growing sport of fatball. Um, Mm -hmm. Played on ice with fat bikes and broomball sticks. Now, we do need your team names. Um, Definitely just uh, send them over to us. You know, anything uh, could could definitely work. So this will be
0: good. Where's Fat Bike Nationals this year?
1: I don't know, but Fat Ball Nationals is definitely going to be in Minneapolis in February. Um, So... Mm. You know, get your teams together.
0: Yeah. It's and it's gonna be a pretty steep registration fee. Hey guys, Mm -hmm. we got an
2: email um here from Tom, but this is actually Tom in Australia. Um and you know, remember he told us all about like what kind of bike? It was a really long email. I was like, Hey, did a cross
1: bike, yeah. I remember this.
2: Listen, cross bike, blah 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 blah. Like, you know, he's like, Thanks for the advice. But finally he says the most important thing. The toilet thing is not real. What? Aww. It actually depends far more on the shape of the toilet, or basin, yeah. I think that means sink, than anything Tom else.
1: Tom sounds like a scientist. This guy's What too is smart true
2: is last month people put a petition to the government to change the name of our currency to the dollar e dues. <laughs> I, support that. <laughs> I can that. support that. That is a that's petition I will sign, Tom. Yep, Tom, thanks for the true. update. Hey, guys.
0: With that, about it right now.
2: <laughs> we'd like to thank all of our listeners, all of the tweets, all of the emails to the SlowRidePodcast at gmail.com. We'd like to thank BK1 of Rhyme Series Entertainment for our intro and outro music. Download, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Let the world know by leaving a review how awful our podcast is. We're tired of five-star reviews. Mix it up yeah. a little bit. 4.5. <laughs> and finally... If you see someone else riding a bike, and I don't even care if they're in spandex this week, just give them a little bit of a wave. They're nice. They're out there with you. They're yeah. battling the elements. They're battling they're honestly, the snow. They're, they're out there in the road.
1: Yeah, you never know who could be a fatball ringer. You want to wave at everybody.
0: Ringer. The Slow Ride
1: Podcast. Bikes. Advice and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast.com and on Twitter at The Slow Ride Pod.